Interesting. I mean, I believe God will give me, might give me something else as we, we uh, continue on this journey. Thank you, everyone. I just want to thank God for them. Well, good morning, church. It's really good to be here and to see you. Well, most of you, there's still this little dark bit. I keep declaring that it's going to be lit and then we are going to to have it all where we can see all of your faces. But this is good. You know, you have to be kind to me today. This is my first time preaching up here. Woohoo! I've hosted and I've, I've uh, did Mrs. Claus and I've done a few things, but this is the first. And, I, and I'm thinking, how exciting. It's 2017. You know, it's an interesting thing. I, today, we were, we've been singing about, you know, about faith and having faith. And you know what? What is authentic faith? You know, we're going to talk about that this morning. What really, really is authentic faith? Not just some emotionalism, some hype, but faith. You know, we talk about faith, but what do we have our faith in? And so this morning... It's going to be incredible because we're going to talk about faith, authentic faith. You know, let's explore this reality of faith. We are people of faith. That is a declaration. We, are, we have been made right with God by faith. We are saved by faith. We walk by faith. We are a community of faith. Faith determines our destiny. Faith is the core to who we are and how we live. I'm going to step out here and I'm going to say, because it is my first time, be kind to me. Don't be silent. I have seen you and you can get excited, so it's no excuse. Faith is far more than positive thinking, you know that, or speaking or an acknowledgement of facts, and it should not be confused with emotionalism and hype. It is real and non-complicated. Faith, authentic faith is real. It's not complicated, yet so many struggle in this area today. And I want to kill a myth, and it has two parts. The first one is, I am not a person of faith. It is usually voiced with phrases like, I am a logical person. I don't naturally have faith. I don't have the gift of faith. Hello? We were built. We were created for faith. We have been built for it. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has planted eternity in the human heart. We have been created for faith. Not emotionalism and hype of going with whatever is happening, but to be authentic. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. The image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. The second myth is, I don't have a great faith. God is not asking for an enormous faith. 
Just a real authentic faith. Remember, a seed of a genuine faith can move a huge mountain. This quote, the size of the miracle is not determined by the size of the faith. Rather, it is determined by the size of what your faith is in. Isn't that an awesome statement? Dr. Young E. Cho said, if the Holy Spirit, I got excited on this too, imparts faith into your heart to remove a mountain, do not pray and beg for the mountain to be moved. Rather, speak. That is a bit different than, oh, dear, if it be your will, please. No. When God in faith gives us that promise, gives it in our unction about faith, we speak to that mountain. We speak to it. Matthew 17, 20 says, he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, that is your lack of firmly relying trust, for truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living like a grain of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. My question for you this morning, what is your mountain? What is your mountain for 2017? What is your mountain that you're wanting to see moved? When God gives you something, you don't have to beg. You start speaking. You start declaring. If it is about your marriage, that your marriage will be stronger. His word says that he put husband and wife together till death do them part. There's silence in the place. I know some have, you know, well, hey, you know, you know me. Sometimes people have their marriages. My, our own son's marriage didn't last. But that doesn't mean that the word of God wasn't true. That's not what it says about his ultimate plan. If you're having hassles within your marriage, if that's your mountain, you need to speak because you need to know what God says. And you speak, you declare, you say, thus saith the Lord, this year my marriage is going to go to a new level. If it is your children that don't know, have, have, have walked away or have never committed their hearts to the Lord, this year, 2017, this is a year of salvation. This is a year of jubilee. I declare my child, I declare so-and-so, I declare they will know the goodness of God this day. Whatever is your mountain, you have the authority to speak, to declare. You're here, you go there. That is that God that has given us, that we've been built for faith, created faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Faith is a substance of things hoped for. And hope is not, as we have said before, hope is not, I hope, I hope, I hope. Our hope is, yep, God has given it to me. Yep, this is going to happen. I don't know. This is God's business about the time and how he wants to arrange it. 
but he has said, I believe, that settles it. Faith exists. Now, faith is. This scripture doesn't just give us a description of faith. It announces the truth that faith is. Faith is focused. It is fixed on an object, God. God is our object. When we want to have faith, our faith is in Him, in Him alone. Faith is focused. Everyone has some degree of faith and operates with some level of faith. The question to ask is, what is the focus of your faith? What are you placing your faith in? Sobering question. What is the focus of your faith? Is it on trying to do it all on your own? Is it on um, doing it in your own strength? Is it on, on a person? Is it on a thing? Is it on money? Is it this? Is it that? Is my business? It's, where, it's, where is your faith in? Because I'll tell you what, if it is not on anything but the word of God and what God says in his word and his promises and he speaks to you, everything else is shaking sand. You cannot, you cannot build everything on that without the, unless it's in the word of God and he shows his word as you read it, as you pray, as he speaks in your heart. You exercised faith this morning when you came in today. Did you know that? You walked in here. You sat down. You picked your place. And you sat down. You trusted. You had faith to believe that the people who built these chairs would build them safe. That when you sat down, that you would not fall. Now, I know that some of us in the beginning... We would go to sit down and forgot that they flip up. And we've kind of, woohoo, you know. And we kind of did a little slip there. But we've worked that one out. But that was a faith. And now, even though it was a temporary moment in time, you still, you didn't think. You just walked in. You had faith that these chairs were going to hold you. And you came in. What about your life? What about eternity? What or who are you placing your faith in? You know, I got to thinking about this. You know, we walked in and sat down, didn't think a thing about it. Do we do that with God? We do that with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus? Do we, do we in our mind, thinking, you know what? I'm going through this year in faith, in Him, in what He has promised, in what He has said. And I'm going to have... Um, I'm going to speak to those mountains and I'm going to move them from here to there because nothing is impossible when it's with God. It's exciting. The focus of your faith must be placed on someone greater than ourselves. Someone who not only has the power but the compassion to work for us. You're not walking down life on your own. As a believer in Jesus, you are never alone. Uh, Barclay, William Barclay said, we must believe not only that God exists, but also that God cares. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. God cares for you. He cares for you. You don't understand. He cares for you. I know, but he cares for you. How come he didn't? He cares for you. 
He has. He loves you. Faith is revealed, is realized. It's experienced with confidence. I like that. Now, faith, Hebrews 11, 1 says, is the assurance in the Amplified, says the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for be, um, being proof of the things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith is a combined assurance and anticipation. And once you're awakened to the reality of faith, you understand that it is possible in the hearts and minds of every person that faith is possible. When our faith is focused on the reality of God by knowing Him personally, a confidence enters the soul that cannot be reasoned away by with logic or with, with circumstances. The re revelation we receive from His Word gives us faith, assurance, confirmation to know by experience that God is good, Matthew 19, 17. That he works all things together for our good, Romans 8, 28. He gives good gifts to his children who ask, Matthew 7, 11. He is true to his word. It is yes and amen, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 20. Nothing can separate us from him or his love, Romans 8, 38 and 39. He will never leave us nor forsake us, Hebrews 13, 5. Again, as the Amplified Version put it, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. That is why God changed Abram's name to Abraham, which means the father of many nations. People started calling him by that name. He was repeatedly reminded of God's promises. Do you realize that? That God said, you will have a child. You will be a father of many nations. As far as um, he was concerned, he was like, hello, we got this wrong. We have talked about this. He was around 100 years old. His wife was about 90. Things weren't working all that well. But God made a promise. He said, you're going to be a father of many nations. Not only that, people were calling him that, Abram, Abraham. Abram, Abraham. What does that say? People got a hold of it and thinking, okay. At, um, Abraham thought, okay, God, I believe in your word. I don't know how it's going to happen. Well, you know how it's going to happen, but I'm going to trust you. And he started in that faith. He had that authentic faith. And people were talking, were calling it out before it was. He was calling it out before it was. What an amazing God. Read it in, in, um, in Hebrews. That whole chapter is talking about people who, who um, believed God and God called them righteous. It was their faith. And they, they didn't always um, have everything happen to them. It was later on. Romans 4, 7, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him In the presence, I just saw where I'm going to after this. Sorry. Just, you'll, you'll hear it in a moment. 
as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That is God's truth. That is the faith we have, that authentic faith. I want to share with you about our eldest grandson, Jensen. Four years ago, August 30th, no, three years ago, August 30th, 2013, he was hit by a car. In the natural, it didn't look good. That's why. You want to talk about authentic faith versus emotionalism and hype? You have one of these happen to you, and let's see where your faith ends. I'll tell you what, it pulls everything away. He was in a coma. He had a broken femur. He had a cracked skull. He was bleeding on the brain. Not sure if he had any brain damage. They were not sure if his neck was broken. The doctor said it would take at least six weeks, at least six weeks to leave hospital. It would be many months before he would be able to go to school, back to school. And at the same time, Keith and I were going, flying out four days after that accident. Now, that's a whole different kettle of fish. That's a whole different story that I'm not going to go into, God's promises. But this is the bit. In the natural, it looked horrific. You look at those pictures. But in the supernatural, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. I can tell you, I, we went to prayer, and I went to prayer, and I sought him, and I stood in faith, and I stood on his promises, and he spoke, and he gave me this, this promise. And I can remember telling my family, telling my daughter, and I can just I could see her looking at me, because I had to be and help her in that faith, just like all of us when we go through times. And I said to, to the family, I said, I believe God has promised Jensen would be home within a month and back at school in six weeks. I was that assured. And I was that we were able to go and fly out. I knew that promise. That faith stayed. That faith held no matter what. It was looking on the outside. I knew what he had promised it didn't matter what others thought or what the doctor said. I knew he had promised. And because of that, I could be in peace. I could be in faith, that authentic faith. Jensen came home from hospital three weeks and five days from hospital. He was back at school six weeks to the day. Isn't our God good? Show at Christmas time, there he is, long legs, 11 years old, healthy, runs around, does all sorts of sports. You wouldn't know that anything happened to him. Our God is good. But I'll tell you what, it's in times like that, no matter what, what that was a mountain. 
And when you speak to those mountains and you say, God's promises of this, go yonder, move, move. When his word of God that we can trust, him and him alone. Faith is the confidence in the trustworthiness of God. It is the conviction that what God says is true and that what he promises will come to pass. Faith is awakened. It is revitalized through trust and surrender. While faith is built in us, it still has to be switched on. This is something that has to be done by ourselves. No one can make us believe and all of our religious striving cannot create faith. If you think you can, if you think you can rev it up, you can't, it can't last. It's impossible. It is impossible to create, to not uh, create, but to energize, to, to work it up, to allow emotions to, to run you because eventually they run out. Then what do you have? I'll tell you what, when, jo- when Jensen was in that hospital, man, if you didn't, like I said, if you didn't have that faith in that promise, it, it did not look good. And he was faithful. And, I, and pause. I, I, I feel, I believe, I'm meant to say, now, there might have been something in your life. There could have been someone that you prayed for that you thought that, that a child, whatever, and they, you prayed that they would live and they died. I don't know if that's any of you here or whatever, the tragedy, and you stood and it still didn't come to pass. That didn't mean that God didn't answer That didn't mean that he wasn't real. That didn't mean that your faith was not authentic. This was was a a miracle that was needed at that particular time. And I'm very thankful for that. But God is still a good, good father. I want you to hear that this morning. God is a good, good father. And he has good things for you. He has good things for you. Okay, it might not have turned out exactly what you wanted, but he is still a good, good father. No one can make us believe in that, and we can't create faith. However, faith is a choice, and it is a deliberate act. When we hear the word of God, faith stirs. When we choose to believe that the word something incredible happens. If you never open this, how will you know what his word says? You have to open it. And not only open it, you have to read. You might be thinking, saying, of course we do. Great. Awesome. Not everybody is as close and spiritual as you. We all go through moments. But how? Well, we know unless we pick it up and we read it. We won't. And then that's when emotionalism and hype goes to town. It says in the Hebrews eleven six, it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Belief equals trust. 
This is the only way we can approach God and live in his presence. Like Enoch. In Hebrews 11:5, by an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. Wow. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, guess what? He pleased God. It is not enough just to believe in God. We must trust in him with our life, our future, and our eternity. You were born with the ability to trust. When our son, Jono, was a little fella, he was probably about, I don't know, I was trying to work it out last night, 14, 16 months. He was still in a, um, a cot, and we put the cut all the way down at the bottom, you know, you know how they start when they're little. Well, every morning, without fail, we would put him in the cot. Every morning he would be out, and he would be on one of his, um, his uh, bunk beds. So... Regardless of whether he was ready or not, we thought, well, he's going to kill himself, you know, in the cup. Well, anyway, one of the things he loved to do with his dad is Keith would put him up on the top of the bunk and he'd go, Jono, jump. And Jonathan, man, did think twice. Me, you know, that's why I color my hair. <laughs> Part of it. <laughs> Took Keith and every time he knew his daddy would catch him. He knew. He had faith like a child. Daddy's going to catch me. This one time, Keith had been doing that, I don't know, six or seven times, whatever. And Anyway, John I climbed back up, and Keith was talking, going to, to turn around and walking out. All of a sudden, he goes, Daddy, catch! And Keith spun around and caught him just in time. <laughs> you know, well, me, after I fell down to the ground, you know, I'm like, oh, Jesus! He knew, he trusted. Even with his back kind of turning, he knew his daddy was going to catch him. What faith. Children begin life with trust. It's when our trust gets abused or violated that we become afraid and cynical. That's what Jesus meant when he said, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. As we grow older, the wonder, the trust, the childlikeness within us begins to shrivel up, shrivel up due to pain, circumstances, or the overall busyness of life. And I'm reading from this from the New Believer's Guide of the Christian Life, so you'll hear why. Some of you reading this lost your childhood because of something someone did to you, robbing you of your innocence. Maybe thinking of your childhood is hard because... Times were tough for one reason or another. And while the gospel doesn't change what happened in the past, one of the greatest gifts God gives us is a second childhood. A truer childhood, an authentic childhood that lasts for a lifetime and beyond. A second childhood. You know, when Nicodemus... Um, in John 3, when Nicodemus went to him in the night, this, this uh, Pharisee, and he said, how can I be, how can I have faith in you, Jesus? And Jesus said, unless you are born again, and you cannot see the kingdom of God. And he goes, well, how can I be born again when I am old? I cannot go into my mother's womb 
and be, and be born? He said, no, but the Holy Spirit, when you trust and you come into an experience being born again, that old has passed. In 1 Corinthians 5, 17, you're a new creation. That which the enemy had tried to defeat, Jesus on the cross took it back. And he won it back. And so, the greatest gift God gives us is a second childhood, a truer childhood, an authentic childhood that lasts a lifetime and beyond. And that is where our faith can come in, that authentic faith. Trust leads to surrender. You know, when you trust, you can surrender easily. There comes a moment when we must say, I do. I do surrender to you as my hope, my life, my salvation. I do surrender to you as my Lord and Savior. You know what? You could be surrendered to and, and, and believe as he is your Savior, but is he your Lord? And you know what? I have to challenge myself about that. He's, I remember someone saying years ago, he's either Lord of all or he's not Lord at all. But I do, I surrender to you as the one who holds my future. That authentic faith, we were built for faith. Not just a wishy-washy, but a solid faith. We were created to walk in that faith. We were rescued and we need to surrender. If you have not surrendered to him about this, and look, you might have gone through 2016 in the past and you've been trying to, you know, you've been wobbling a little bit and not because of extra weight, but just because of things happening in your world, trying to do it in your own strength. But today... You come to that place and you say, you know, Lord, I surrender. I trust you. That is authentic, having authentic faith in the one who created you, in the one who loves you, in the one who thinks you are pretty amazing. This morning, he might be talking to you about what or who you have had your faith in. And he wants to say to you that you need to fully trust and believe and surrender to his love and goodness. He has this, whatever this is. I believe God's saying this morning, he has this, whatever it is, he has it. Let it go and let God. Whatever you're facing right now, you, God has given you a faith. Kathy, God has given you a faith. He gave you a promise about your family. We won't go into all that, but God knows. You have an authentic faith, no matter what looks like on the outside, no matter what it looks like. He has given you a promise. You move that mountain. You don't beg. You state. You declare. People, if you are going through, if there is a, 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 a mountain 
And God has given you a promise, but you're not seeing anything. I see Yvonne and Graham up there. In your situation that has been going on for quite a long time, God has given you a promise, authentic promise. You stand no matter what it looks like because you have his word. And his word is strong. And you can plant, you can, you can just remain strong in his faith, in the faith that he has created you to. Be encouraged this morning. Faith is your heritage. You were created to live in faith. Not just the big things. Shane, not just the big things, but the small things. He has, Shane, a direction for you. He has a purpose for you. You thought it was this way, but he says it's this way. But you need to get that faith, get it established of what he's promised. And you need to walk and stand fast in that faith. And he will show you. He will show you. You don't have to fear. You don't have to worry. You just stand on his word. Awaken your faith. You need to awaken your faith this morning if it's lying dormant. What is 2017 look to you? What are you having your faith in? Switch on faith once again and start living as you were created to be. You need to surrender. You need to switch it on. That authentic faith that is living and it's active. His word, 2017 is going to be an incredible year. It is going to be an incredible year. God is in. He's already been through it. He knows what each and every one of you are going through or have gone through or will go through. And he already has an answer. You can have a faith that is strong, that is built in you, that God has given you. And you can stand strong and say, I don't understand, but I trust you. You are my Lord and my Savior. You know, this morning you might be here and you have been going through the religious moments. You've been going through life pretty easy. You've been quite faithful to church. You said, you know, I prayed and, and, and I thought this was going to happen and it didn't happen. And, well, I'm just not going to pray. Or he won't listen to me. He won't answer. You might come, you might be here today and you might be thinking, well, I don't even know what, what is going on. Is Jesus real? I'm here. I don't know why I'm here. But may I just talk to you for a moment and say, you know what? When God created he created you in his image and his likeness. You had a purpose and a destiny. How amazing. And yet sin came into the world and we were, were all lost, humankind. And yet God said, no, nah, I love my people. And he came, Jesus died on the cross. 
1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4 talks about what salvation is. For I am delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Plus nothing, minus nothing. That is salvation. If you have been living in a religious life, it is dead. You need to come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. He died for you and he took the sin of the world and poured it on himself. And then he died and he rose again and he grabbed the keys of life that read it. And he said, whomever will ask, I will come in because you believe and you speak it. So this morning, there's a couple of things that's going to, at the end, we're going to, um, I want everybody to stand. I want everybody to stand. We're going to pray. And look, if we're going to pray a prayer of salvation, I don't know all of you. Totally, only God knows what's, you know, if it's real or not, if your faith is real or not. But we're all going to pray. And if, you know, for the first time, you really mean it in your heart, I will be here and some of the, some of the leaders will be here that we can just introduce you and just show you and just and pray with you and encourage you afresh about your new walk in faith. If you have walked away and you need to come home, today is your day home. This is January, beginning of January, two, excuse me, 2017. God's got a lot of things for you. You need to come home. If you need to surrender and, you know, we're going to pray and you need to just, when it finishes, you can either come down here. You know, I believe God has spoken to people and you need to surrender afresh to people. To, to, to our God, to Jesus, and to say, you know what? I surrender. My faith has been in other things, but not in you. But this day, I make a stand. And then after, when you have done that, you need to come and tell one of us, one of us as leaders. Because you know what? When we speak, it's powerful. We can cement it. Same with salvation. Oh, you can make a commitment to Jesus. Quiet. But until you speak it, because you're no longer ashamed, it's become real. So we're going to pray first is the people who need to come home to, to make a commitment to Jesus. So we're all going to pray this together. Father God, I thank you that you loved me so much that you did not want me to die in my sin that you gave your son Jesus as a living sacrifice to die on the cross for my sin and this day I receive his forgiveness of the things that I've committed against you I receive the gift of eternal life I thank you Jesus that you rose from the dead 
that you sit in heaven, that you do not condemn, but that you convict, that, Lord God, you promise that when we ask you into our heart, that you promise to come in, to make us new. We thank you that our home is heaven. And we thank you that my life is changed, that my life is different. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you live in me. And I thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. At the end of this, make sure you, you, you know, come to one of us. Now, we're just going to pray. I'm just going to pray and we're going to finish about surrender. And look, there'll be people here to pray for you if you need to come. And that's cool. But you can do it up there too. But I will encourage you again, make sure you tell somebody. And those words that were given, let somebody know what God is doing. Let me know that I got it right. (laughs) So Jesus, I just want to thank you for our people. I want to thank you that you are powerful, that, Lord, you have created in us. You built faith. We We are a people of faith. Lord, I pray people will rise up today, that, Lord, they would put stakes in the ground, that, Lord, as they surrender their all, as they surrender and that they reach forth to you, forget what is behind and reach forth to what lies ahead, you, Jesus. That 2017 is going to be powerful. It's going to be awesome. There's, Lord God, there's going to be nothing like it. Lord God, I just pray that as they surrender, you would fill that empty bit, those pieces. Lord, you would put anointing, your Holy Spirit, anointing oil, heal those areas where they have surrendered to you and that you would just fill them up with your Holy Spirit's presence right now. Lord, as they take in a breath, as they breathe in, as they breathe out, that they feel and they experience afresh your Holy Spirit. You're such a good, good Father. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your word is true. And we thank you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We are finished and be blessed this week. If you would like prayer, please, there'll be people here. We want to minister if you made a commitment for the first time or returning home, let us know. We want to rejoice. This is a day of celebration. Let us rejoice and be glad. Amen.